Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, allegations of sexual battery have led to the cancellation of a California high school's football season. A federal judge has struck down Tampa, Florida's ban on so-called conversion therapy. The FDA has approved a second drug to be prescribed for PrEP. And a Tennessee teen was honored as part of his school's homecoming royalty and graciously accepted in a sequin gown. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. A California high school has canceled the remainder of its football season amid allegations of sexual battery between players and locker room altercation after a practice last week. Gilroy High School officials say a majority of players have chosen not to finish the season as a result of the alleged assault and subsequent investigation. Mercury News reports that the incident, quote, involved four students that assaulted a fellow student after school. The student who was allegedly attacked went to school officials on September 26th, and after an investigation, juvenile citations for sexual battery were issued to four students. Said Gilroy Police Captain Joseph Darris, We investigated the allegations and determined there was evidence to support a criminal complaint. The aggravating circumstance was the number of suspects involved and the use of force or fear played a role in our arresting decision. Darris added that the investigators' reports have been forwarded to the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office for review to determine if the students will face prosecution. Because all of the individuals involved are minors, few details, including the names of the students, have been revealed. Police say there is currently no evidence that the alleged assault was a hate-motivated crime. The local CBS News affiliate, KPIX, reports that some students say they'd heard several players were roughhousing with one teammate and may have taken it too far. KPIX also adds that the remaining football season was forfeited because only nine players remain on the team after others quit in protest. Watching news reports from KPIX and other stations, the Gilroy High School students are apparently divided over the issue. In some interviews, there seem to be students that are blaming the victim for the scandal. Things that make you go, hmm. A federal judge, U.S. District Judge William Young, recently struck down Tampa, Florida's ban against so-called ex-gay conversion therapy under a belief that it interferes with the state's regulation of health care, patients' rights to privacy, and parents' rights to choose health care for their children. The case will likely head to an appeals court next. Tampa passed its ban in 2017. The law said therapists and counselors offering conversion therapy to minors would have faced a $1,000 fine for a first offense and a $5,000 penalty for subsequent violations, and it would have been enforced by city code enforcement officers. Unsurprisingly, 
The Liberty Council, which the Southern Poverty Law Center has designated as a hate group, challenged Tampa's ban almost immediately on behalf of two ex-gay therapists. The Liberty Council's challenge is part of a larger legal strategy to strike down other ordinances in Boca Raton, Palm Beach County, and nationwide. According to the Tampa Bay Times, Young said state medical boards that oversee the licensing of mental health professionals already serve as a check on any malpractice. Young also said no study has come up with a clear picture of whether the practice produces either beneficial or harmful outcomes, and added that Tampa's ban seems selective because the city hasn't put similar scrutiny on massage therapy, acupuncture, optometry, tattoo parlors, and medical labs. What's not clear is why those professions came into play for the judge in terms of protecting young people. But these are all reasons that are intellectually disingenuous. State medical boards, for example, have often let conversion therapists go ignored because they're not reported by young patients or their parents or by adults who voluntarily submit themselves to the quackery. As such, cities have the right to pass ordinances against local nuisances. As soon as professional medical groups and consumers begin speaking out against massage and acupuncture and other therapies, the city has the right to look into them and impose restraints for public safety, especially if state legislators and medical boards refuse to act. And regarding studies, yes, there have been studies that showed that conversion therapy is harmful. At least one in 2013 showed that 84% of ex-gay survivors say it left them with lasting shame and emotional harm. Also, as I've said many times on The Randy Report, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Counseling Association, the National Education Association, the American Medical Association, the National Association of School Psychologists, and many, many more have all denounced ex-gay therapy or conversion therapy as psychological torture that actively harms its subjects and can lead to depression and, in some cases, suicide. The Food and Drug Administration has given final approval for a second drug from Gilead Sciences to be used for PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. Since 2012, Gilead's Truvada has been the only drug approved for use as PrEP. Now, Gilead's Descovi, approved in 2016 to treat those already infected with HIV, is now available for men and transgender women who have sex with men to prevent new HIV infections. The approval did not extend to those identified as female at birth because of a lack of research in that population. Discovi, a combination drug taken once daily, contains a newer formulation of Truvada that is less toxic on the kidneys and bones, according to clinical trials. It's also been shown to be more effective in preventing HIV transmission. Gilead hopes to move current patients from Truvada to Discovi over the next year as the patent for Truvada expires in 2020. Reuters reports sales of Truvada in the U.S. reached $2.6 billion in 2018, but is expected to drop to $428 million by 2024 
while Discovery's sales, which totaled only $1.2 billion last year, are expected to more than double by 2024 to nearly $3 billion. According to Gilead, 213,000 people were prescribed Truvada for use as PrEP in the second quarter of 2019 in the United States. In May, Gilead announced it would donate its most up-to-date PrEP medication, now Discovy, to 200,000 uninsured people for the next 11 years as part of the Trump administration's proposed plan to end the HIV epidemic by 2030. John Lee Olson, goalkeeper of Rungsted Sire Capital in Rungsted, Denmark, recently came out as gay in a live interview with the Danish news program Goafton. The 27-year-old becomes the first professional male ice hockey player to come out publicly as gay in Denmark and may be the only openly gay ice hockey player competing professionally in the world. In his interview with TV2, he said, quote, there's a risk that some people might shout and heckle me while I'm playing matches. It's something I have to be ready for and be mature about. But I feel that I'm ready to show you that I can be gay and play ice hockey. It took longer than I expected, but now I'm ready to stand up for myself and others. While the National Hockey League here in the United States has been doing more in recent years to show support of its fans in the LGBTQ community, there's never been an out man in the National Hockey League. Ex-Ontario Hockey League player Brock McGillis came out publicly, but only after retiring. He told Outsports recently, hockey has always been very homophobic because it's always been hyper-masculine, meant for the manliest of men. McGillis has since become an advocate for LGBTQ inclusion in the sport and an ambassador for the One Team Initiative. A gay teen was named Homecoming Royalty at his school, a title that he accepted in a shiny sequin gown. Brandon Allen is a student at White Station High School in Memphis, Tennessee, and he told CBS News that he always knew that he was a queen, that business, and that news. Well, a picture of him winning the title has gone viral, making him literally that news. Last Friday at a football game, the school's homecoming court was announced. Allen was announced as homecoming royalty, a gender-neutral title. And when he walked on the football field in an amazing dress to get his tiara, bouquet flowers, and sash, his classmates cheered him on. Emmett Campbell, a junior at Allen School, took a picture of the event that went viral. Campbell, who identifies as transgender, told NBC News it was such an incredible thing to witness. It was a moment of acceptance and validation for the LGBT plus community from our entire school. The picture even got the attention of Queer Eye star Jonathan Van Ness, who commented on Twitter, what a beautiful picture. Some parents and community members were less than supportive and criticized him for winning on social media, but Principal Carrie Holland stood by him. Holland wrote on Facebook, here's the thing. It's Brandon's right to run for homecoming court under Title IX. It's the student's choice of who they want to support as homecoming royalty. I'm exceedingly proud to be the principal of our amazing school. Allen thanked his classmates in an Instagram post, which read, Thank you to everyone who has contributed to me becoming queen. You guys truly look stunningly beautiful, and I am so honored to have been able to walk with you guys.
Not sure about this last topic, folks. A Russian man is suing Apple for more than $15,000 because an app he downloaded to his iPhone manipulatively coerced him into being gay, according to the Moscow Times. The man, identified in the lawsuit as D. Razumilov, claims in his lawsuit that he became, quote, mired in same-sex relationships, end quote, after someone sent him 69 gay coins, a form of cryptocurrency, via an app he downloaded to his iPhone in 2017. No, it wasn't Grindr, and it wasn't Scruff either. Whatever those are. Included with the cryptocurrency, which would be worth about $1.40 here in the United States, was a message which the plaintiff says read, Don't judge without trying. In his complaint, he wrote, I thought, indeed, how can I judge something without trying? And so, Razmulyov says he decided to try same-sex relationships. Next thing you know, he's hooked on the gay. In his complaint, he wrote, I can say after the passage of two months that I'm mired in intimacy with a member of my own sex and can't get out. I have a steady boyfriend, and I don't know how to explain it to my parents. After receiving the aforementioned message, my life has changed for the worse and will never be normal again, he added. The lawsuit, registered in Moscow's Presnensky District Court, blames Apple for, quote, manipulatively pushing me toward homosexuality. The result of his same-sex relationship is, quote, moral suffering and harm to mental health for which he's asking 1 million rubles, approximately $15,331, according to today's exchange rate. He is scheduled to appear in court on October 17th. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.